and welcome to this evidence-based nursing research made simple podcast. My name is uh, David Barrett from the University of Hull. I'm the associate editor of um, evidence-based nursing journal um, and we're going to be looking at Delphi studies and the Delphi technique and talking about some of the characteristics of that approach to doing research and also talking about some specific examples of, of how the research technique has been has been used, some of the challenges that have been faced and, and how these have been overcome. And I'm delighted um, to talk about the Delphi technique to introduce um, Dr. Nikos um, Estafio, who's a lecturer in nursing from the University of Birmingham. Um, Nikos, welcome. Thank you very much, uh, David, for uh, inviting me to speak about uh, Delphi technique. Excellent. So b before we focus on, on your own use of this approach, because I know you've done a, a number of studies using Delphi, I wonder if you could just give us a quick overview of, of how, the, how the technique developed and, and what the main characteristics of a Delphi study are. Yes, um, Delphi technique um, has its origins uh, back in the 1950s and um, it, it was used the first time by uh, an organization called Rand Corporation and it was about um, more or less uh, predicting future events and um, it was uh, called then the uh, Project Delphi. Um, uh, it, it has a very um, personal meaning to me, Delphi technique, because uh, being Greek, um, I, I did a bit more digging on where this uh, name came for the Delphi technique and how it, uh, it was named Delphi technique. And uh, obviously um, Delphi um, is a place in Greece and uh, it, it, there is an oracle there and people who were visiting in the ancient times to get predictions for the future. It's quite interesting though that uh, a lot of these prophecies uh, they were getting from this um, oracle were vague or misleading sometimes. And this was done to, to cover all eventualities. Um, moving on from this, um, I'm talking about the main characteristics of uh, a Delphi technique. Um, it is uh, one of the consensus-building research methods and it, it seeks to form or even explore consensus um, on specific topics. Uh, it uses a group of participants which are called um, experts and they form an expert panel. And uh, this is because they've got special characteristics which are specific for that particular topic. Uh, that we we are investigating. Uh, as a method, it is conducted um, through a series of um, two or more um, repeated questionnaires, and uh, these are known as rounds. Usually the first round is an idea generation round, where panel members uh, are asked to identify um, a range of relevant or significant issues on the topic of interest. So uh, this initial round collects the ideas and these ideas are then used to construct the survey instrument, uh, which is distributed again to the same panel members in uh, the subsequent rounds. Um, the subsequent rounds uh, form um, questionnaires which are with statements which are rated and um, Panelists are provided with um, previous uh, panel's responses and they are asked uh, to reevaluate the original responses. And this is carrying on until a consensus is reached, and this is uh, usually expressed as a percentage 
of participants agreeing on specific statements within um, these questionnaires. And, and could you could you tell us a little bit about some of the times and some of the studies that you, you've completed yourself um, using this approach and, and I suppose some of the key findings from those studies? Yes, indeed. Um, uh, I did uh, two Delphi studies as part of my PhD and that is going quite a long time ago and so these were paper-based um, studies and um, I explored healthcare service users and providers priorities uh, in terms of the development or improvement of cancer services. Uh, within uh, these two studies, I had um, the traditional two rounds. So the first round was um, generation of ideas and the second round was uh, rating these ideas. They formed the statements for the questionnaire. Um, because uh, most of the statements were high desirable, uh, I have to admit that we ended up with um, a high number of participants uh, reaching consensus on the statements on the second round, which led on the third round where we asked participants to wrap in order consensual statements. Um, so uh, in terms of using that on my PhD, it was what we would call a modified Delphi because of the third round uh, becoming um, a ranking in order exercise. Um, following that, um, for a long time, I had been considering on writing something which would be a methodological paper, if you want, about Delphi. And it's, um, the opportunity came with uh, some colleagues from um, the University of Ottawa in Canada. Uh, so we did uh, a systematic review on the use of, De of Delphi studies uh, in nursing education. And it was a very um, interesting um, exercise because we gathered a lot of information about uh, Delphi studies. And I'm not going to go into great detail about um, our fi findings from this systematic review because I'm going to be explaining more later on. Uh, in terms of the challenges of um, Delphi studies. Uh, but what became very interesting uh, out of this um, uh, publication was that um, it's not as democratic, probably, an approach uh, that we thought it was. And apart from um, this uh, engagements, I have been asked to participate as advisory uh, panel member on projects where Delphi studies are used. And the more recent ones was um, one project on how health and care services for patients may improve or harm the well-being of uh, family carers. And um, this Delphi study used focus groups and interviews to develop round one, which is the idea generation stage. And then I was involved um, in another uh, international eDelphi study, which means that it's uh, mainly online, uh, which is developing consensus on the type of exercises and uh, variables for chronic non-specific neck pain. So in terms of um, having developed that expertise in Delphi studies, uh, I have been involved in projects which are not entirely nursing related but this is quite um, exciting as well because it's giving me the opportunity to explore how Delphi is used in other disciplines.
And, and, and from, from that then, so you've highlighted there, I suppose you've, you've got lots of different um, experiences of, of Delphi studies, both as, well, as leading projects using the Delphi technique, being part of, of, of panels, but also having done a systematic review around the use of Delphi as well. So, so from all that experience, what, what is it that you feel are the real, the real strengths of the technique? And, and I suppose turning that around, what, what are the main challenges that the technique presents? Yes, it, uh, I think it's got uh, quite a lot of strengths and weaknesses as a, as a method. And sometimes the, the strengths are becoming the weaknesses as well. So if I start with um, some of the, of the strengths, um, it's using experts because they contribute to the understanding and resolution of uh, important problems. Um, another um, strength of the, or uh, advantage of the, of, uh, the method is that uh, participants do not have to meet face to face, uh, which is allowing for these participants to uh, provide their thoughts independently. Uh, you can use participants from a wider geographical region, uh, which means that you save money and you reduce uh, travel costs and time. Um, there is uh, less chance uh, to conform with the dominant view, which is something very common when you have a group of people together, like in focus groups. Um, and you can avoid direct confrontations as well of the experts, because sometimes there are quite big egos which are taking part in these uh, studies. And through the feedback given in Delphi studies, uh, individual experts can understand probably um, theoretical assumptions they may not have been aware and that allows them to correct any misconceptions they might have. And another um, strength is that uh, quantitative and qualitative methods are used because the first round usually where the ideas are generated, this is um, analyzed using qualitative methods. And then we're using quantitative methods to uh, analyze consensus. So that provides a more complete picture in terms of the topic which is investigated. Uh, the methodology has proved quite flexible, and that means that it can accommodate very uh, a lot of variations and applications. And uh, reflexivity during the process of the method uh, allows researchers as well to adapt the technique to the research context. Uh, foremost, it has been uh, used successfully in healthcare, so it has been used uh, to set priorities, for example, on research topics for specific specialties. Um, it has been used to set um, consensus, consensus on diagnostic criteria, and it has been used, for example, again, in establishing cancer screening priorities. And these are some of the few um, topics that it has been used for. As I said earlier on, um, these uh, strengths can become challenges as well. So uh, one of the challenges that um, researchers face first uh, of all is um, how do you identify your panel and when we're talking about panel we're talking about experts and there the question comes how do you define an expert so who is an expert and that's quite difficult and quite challenging for a lot of uh, researchers Another challenge and something that hasn't been um, agreed so far is the number of participants. 
And there have been studies, and especially through our um, systematic review of uh, the use of Delphi in nursing education, we've seen that uh, participants range from 10 to one study that had 1,500 participants. And that's quite interesting. And it became very um, obvious at the end that the study that had a, a large number of participants had a very low response rate in round three, which is just 16%. Uh, so it, it seems like the, the bigger the panel, the higher the attrition rate during the rounds. And um, in terms of what it is advised is that reliability may decline uh, under six panel members and it does not improve, it, it does not improve a lot when you're having groups more than 15. Um, generally, from my experience and from published uh, research, 30 to 50 participants tends to be the norm for Delphi studies. Um, another challenge um, researchers are facing is uh, maintaining, obviously, again, what I mentioned, participation through the rounds. Um, we're talking about long questionnaires most of the time, which are taking a lot of time to complete, and that um, deters participants of completing the questionnaires. Another challenge is um, consensus. And uh, although um, the most common use is uh, the percentage of um, panel members agreeing on certain statements, and some uh, researchers have used statistical tests. So, for example, um, they're using um, Kendall's coefficient to find, um, to evaluate the consensus across participants, or if there are uh, specific groups within um, a Delphi study, then consensus can be judged using um, Spearman's Raw as well. Um, in terms of expert opinion, it's something I mentioned earlier on, um, it's this element that more experts uh, are better than one, but we have to consider that it's still opinion of experts and usually more research is needed or theories are required to support the findings of uh, Delphi studies. Uh, as we're moving on to uh, with technology, we're seeing uh, most of the Delphi's happening online. Uh, that can prove problematic sometimes because um, it's very difficult with certain online platforms to provide feedback, uh, especially individual feedback because questions are going out randomly. And as I mentioned earlier on, it's a flexible me uh, method, but that can lead to alterations and that diminishes the strength of the method to some form. So one example could be, uh, I have seen um, modified Delphi's where the last, the last round is forming a focus group uh, but then that removes the anonymity of participants, which is one of the uh, characteristics of um, Delphi technique. So it's, you know, sometimes it's, it's the strengths can become uh, weaknesses as well uh, with Delphi technique. And, and, and on that then, I mean, you've highlighted a, a range of challenges there around um, attrition, around maintaining participant interest, I suppose, in, 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 a, long, in a long study. Um, you've talked about some of the challenges in identifying consensus. If, if there's anyone listening who's, who's considering um, 
starting a Delphi study um, as part of a PhD or as part of a postgrad um, post postdoctoral study. What would be your 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 top tips um, to them to help make their research a success? Yes, that's that's a very good um, uh, question over there, and uh, I think that um, to, to start off with. Uh, just ensure that Delphi technique is the appropriate method to be used. I would also suggest for researchers to stick to published guidelines and if they decide to modify the technique, consider very well why they need to modify it. And um, to, to check as well if uh, the modification they're planning to do has been used before. Um, another thing is to carefully select participants according to very well specified expertise criteria. These have to be very detailed and inform participants about the commitment required, about long questionnaires which are repeated over time and to, uh, to let them know that it's important to respond uh, in all rounds. Um, we need to justify our choice and selection of experts and what I always advise is to describe well in published papers uh, the expert panel so that allows people to make informed judgments about the expertise and the value of the findings. Another thing that uh, researchers should consider early in the planning is how they define consensus and uh, decide that during the planning stages rather than later in the study. And finally and foremost, I would advise to use um, people who have, or researchers who have used Delphi technique before as advisors in the projects, because this is giving a very good insight on what's happening, especially if somebody is, uh, is novice uh, in undertaking a Delphi study. Thanks, both really useful tips. Thanks ever so much for that, Nikos. And thank you for, for giving us your thoughts on Delphi as an approach generally and, and for giving us some insight into, into your own experiences of using it. Um, if you want to um, read the, the review that uh, Nikos was involved with and has been talking about during, um, during this podcast, then it's called The Use of Delphi and Nominal Group Technique in Nursing Education, a review, and it was published in the International Journal of Nursing Studies in August 2016. And just a reminder that there is a research made simple piece called What Are Delphi Studies? available on the evidence-based nursing website at ebn.bmj.com. Thank you again to Nikos and goodbye. Thank you very much.